Hello and welcome to episode 184 of the UK True Crime Podcast. I'm Adam. Today's troublesome story is of brothers living in Inverness in the north of Scotland who appear to lack any kind of respect for the law. It was never going to end well, and it didn't. Want to know the stats for this show? Listener numbers, gender split, popular countries, and numerous others? Well, I've posted a lot on my Patreon page. Everything. And we'll do the same every month. And don't forget, on Monday I'll be recording next week's episode live on Patreon, followed by a Q&A. To hear me curse and swear my way through, just join me at patreon.com forward slash UK True Crime. And a huge thank you to all my Patreon supporters, but especially all my new supporters this week. That's Lee Sullivan, Chantelle Wilson, Cindy Penny, MJ Houghton, Liv Butcher Chapman and Jason Beckwith. Thank you all so much for joining the club. Please enjoy the content. I think there are 178 pieces now of exclusive content, including 42 bonus episodes. Also, please take a look at UKTrueCrime.com to see the latest article from Prash, the host of the true crime podcast, Prash's Murder Maps. His story is incredible and very moving. Please take a look. Today's show is sponsored by ExpressVPN. Being stuck at home these days, you probably don't think much about internet privacy on your own home network. You fire up the incognito mode on your browser and no one can see what you're doing, right? Wrong. Even in incognito mode, your online activity can still be traced. Even if you clear your browsing history, your internet service provider can still see every single website you've ever visited. That's why, even when I'm at home, I never go online without using ExpressVPN. I bet as a fellow true crime fan, your internet activity is as dodgy as mine. So by using ExpressVPN, your IP address is one that's shared among thousands of users. This means that everything you do is anonymized and can't be traced back to you. ExpressVPN also encrypts 100% of your data with best-in-class encryption, so your information is always protected. And ExpressVPN is the fastest and most trusted VPN on the market. It's rated number one by CNET, Wired, The Verge and countless more. So protect your online activity today with the VPN that I trust to secure my privacy. Visit my special link at expressvpn.com UKTC and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash UKTC expressvpn.com slash UKTC to learn more. This episode is also sponsored by HelloFresh, which makes it easy for you to cook delicious home-cooked meals from scratch. Choose your favourite recipes from a changing weekly menu, and they'll deliver all the fresh pre-portioned ingredients you need to cook them straight to your door. No planning, no shopping, no food waste. The helping hand that you need to cook fresh at home. As a youngish middle-aged man, I'd much rather be talking to people about just how important I am than spending time at the supermarket. And the dinners from HelloFresh are just so much better than those that I make. My favourite this week was the miso aubergine burger with wedges, pickled cucumber and satay sauce. And next week, my hot pick that I'll be enjoying is portobello mushroom fajita with refried beans and sriracha salsa and under 600 calories too. You can also enjoy new ready-to-eat desserts and delicious sides like handmade artisan bread to make mealtimes even more memorable. Perfect for if you're hosting friends over the weekend, from a safe social distance, of course. 
Of course, like me, you should absolutely take full credit for making these delicious extras from HelloFresh. For the simple way to cook fresh, HelloFresh is offering you 50% off your first box and 35% off your next three boxes. Head to hellofresh.co.uk and use the code CRIME to receive 50% off your first box and 35% off your next three. That's a 50% off your first box and 35% off for the rest of the month. Just head to hellofresh.co.uk to choose your favourite recipes for your first box. Let's set some context by looking at the music we're listening to at this time. In the UK, the number one single was These Days by Rudimental featuring Jess Glynn. And in the US charts, Drake continued to hold the top spot with God's Plan. The number one album in Australia at the time was The Vision Symbol. By that man again, it was Ed Sheeran. In the news this month, Facebook's CEO Mark Zuckerberg began testifying before US Congress about data use and security. Australia's oldest spider died aged 43. 43? After being killed by a wasp sting. Arsene Wenger announced he'd be leaving as Arsenal manager after 22 years in the job and Home Secretary Amber Rudd resigned over the Windrush scandal. In UK true crime news, Theresa May announced a National Day of Commemoration for murdered teenager Stephen Lawrence to take place on the 22nd of April every year. Did you get the month? It was April 2018. So on to our story today from Inverness in Scotland. Brothers Ryan and Kyle Brandy were well known in parts of Inverness, not in a good way. They were known for their capability to attract trouble. Their mum had died a few years back and perhaps this was the start of them going off the rails. Ryan Brandy liked football, he supported Caledonian Thistle and he headed to Parkhead in his spare time to have a few drinks and to watch the game. Ryan met Stacey Duggan in 2009 when both were just out of high school in Inverness. The two fell head over heels in love in that beautiful way that young people do. They had their ups and downs, of course, with the public fallings out in Inverness and also the on-off Facebook drama that we've all witnessed with others. They officially declared their relationship on Facebook on the 25th of January 2014 and they were engaged on the 1st of August 2015. Stacey was soon a proud mum to baby Sophia and everyone who knew them would comment on what a wonderful little family they were. Stacey was beautiful, kind and helpful and she supported Ryan in many ways, such as when he tried to pass his theory in his driving test. However, on the 28th of October 2015, tragedy struck when Stacy took her own life at just 21 years old. Just a terrible waste that devastated her friends and her family. She was discovered by her fiancé Ryan after he returned from buying bread and milk from the shop. Just days later, on the 30th of October 2015, Ryan, aged 22 at the time, and Kyle, aged 26, went to the Brackler Hotel in nearby Nairn for a few drinks. We must of course have sympathy for Ryan and since Stacy's death he'd been drinking heavily. And so it was on this evening, and after many drinks, the brothers took the opportunity whilst in the bar to steal a key to the premises, as you do. Later that night, the brothers returned wearing near-identical hoodies in order to steal more alcohol. Andrew Brown, who owned the hotel, was awoken by the brothers moving around in the bar below him and he went down with a torch to investigate the disturbance. Dressed in just his dressing gown and slippers, Andrew shouted at the pair. He then tried to restrain one of them by wrestling him to the ground but he was repeatedly punched for his trouble. 
While he was on the ground, one of the nearby chairs was thrown at him and the brothers at this point decided to run out of the building. Following the scuffle, the police were called and CCTV showed clearly who the intruders were. Ryan Brandy was traced and arrested and a warrant was later issued for his brother Kyle. It didn't take too long to round him up and the two were soon facing court following the incident. Defending Kyle, his QC Neil Wilson said, My client failed to attend last month after receiving some fairly blunt advice from me and ran away, rather than face the prospect of being taken away. When he's not on drink or drugs, he presents as a pleasant young man, and for a spell he did well working in a charity shop. He added that Carl had never served a prison sentence before, but was already on a community payback order. And representing Ryan, Claire Russell said, Two days prior to this incident, his partner passed away, and he hit the drink, as he puts it. His motive was purely to obtain more alcohol, she said, adding, My client is realistic enough to know what awaits him. Carl Brandy was sentenced to 18 months in prison for this crime, and Ryan Brandy was jailed for a year after both pleaded guilty. But of course, this being the UK, both were released early. But Ryan was soon back in court for an offence committed on the 29th of August 2015, before Stacey's death. On this occasion, he'd gone into a fight with his neighbour, Gavin Stewart. Gavin Stewart admitted behaving in a threatening manner and brandishing a samurai sword in the street. Wow. And Ryan pleaded guilty to breach of the peace and engaging in a stand-up fight. On January the 10th, 2016, Kyle, now 23, was also out of prison and facing another charge. This time he was banned from consuming alcohol for two years at Inverness Sheriff Court. He appeared for sentence after admitting shouting and swearing and uttering an offensive racist remark to a policeman at an Inverness police station on July the 8th, 2016. Representing him again was Neil Wilson, who said, He is the young man in the grip of an addiction. He is plainly in need of help with his alcohol addiction. The judge sentenced Brandy to 150 hours of unpaid work, ordered him to be under social work supervision for two years, and banned him from drinking from that period. The police came across the brothers again, this time in September 2017, when they were again drunk. This time the officers took pity on them and drove the pair to a nearby retail park so they could get a bus home. But instead, the brothers decided to enter the large Tesco store there. They filled a trolley with around 50 quid's worth of food and alcohol and left without paying. They started towards home with their hall still in the trolley when police caught up with them. Both by then had already started on the booze. And of course, as you would expect, CCTV had already caught the pair shoplifting. You'd have thought by now the pair would have realised that CCTV was not their friend after the incident in the hotel, but clearly not. Kyle initially denied the offence, but when he stood in the dock, his new solicitor confirmed he had changed his mind. He claimed he had no recollection of the theft from Tesco and had to be shown the CCTV of himself and his brother in the act. After this, Carl Brandy changed his plea to guilty. His solicitor tried to make light of the crime, saying, this was silly behaviour rather than a commercial enterprise. The goods were still in the trolley in the car park when the police arrived. The judge told Carl Brandy he would be returned to prison to complete a six-month unexpired sentence and added an extra three months to it. Ryan Brandy had decided to plead guilty immediately after being accused of the offence and he was jailed for 60 days. Following Ryan Brandy's release from jail, 
he met and developed a relationship with a local woman, Rona McLeod, who had two children from a previous relationship and embraced Ryan Brandy's daughter with Stacy. Rona quickly became pregnant again and the couple got engaged, with Rona giving birth in February 2018 to a baby girl. And in May 2018, Ryan decided to set up his own business, having previously dabbled in gardening, fencing and paving. Perhaps he had turned a corner, he'd seen his responsibilities. But if you look at his social media at the time, it suggests he was in fact a man on the edge. He used rude and threatening tone in his comments. He seemed to be paranoid, thinking that everyone was talking about him and putting him down. He states at one point, Take a few seconds to think about others, but no longer than that, as I bet they don't take more than that to think about you. Profound, huh? Living in the same complex of flats as Rona was 54-year-old Gary Gallagher, who had lived there since 2002 and had built up a really strong community of friends in the area. He first moved to Aviemore from Lanarkshire to work in a hotel a few years earlier, but then moved further north to Inverness and decided to stay there. Like so many that head towards Inverness and the surrounding area, Gary loved a life in the Highlands. Gary was a nice guy, described by many as a cheeky chappy. He was always ready with a joke and happy to chat, but he wasn't too loud. And he was helpful, he's the sort of guy that was always delighted to give assistance to anybody that needed his help. He often worked in hotels in the kitchens as a chef, but his health had started to let him down and he had to stop working in the industry he loved. Gary was up and about in his living room on April the 3rd, having returned the day before from attending his brother-in-law's funeral in the Central Belt. He planned to have an easygoing day and just take it easy, after all the upset and grief of the day before. Later on that evening though, Gary received an unexpected visitor in the form of Ryan Brandy, who accused Gary of being nasty to Rona. Ryan was threatening, intimidating, really in his face, and Gary immediately knew that he was in trouble. Ryan grabbed Gary's walking stick and he whacked him hard with it, leaving poor Gary defenceless on the floor. Ryan's rage didn't abate. It continued with him storming off to Gary's bedroom and using his lighter to set light to the bedding and a pile of clothes. He then set fire to objects close to Gary, who having been assaulted with a walking stick, was prone on the floor and unable to move. And having set the fires, Ryan then left the block of flats. It was shortly afterwards that local residents saw smoke coming from Gary's flat and called the police ambulance service and the fire brigade. When the support services arrived, they evacuated residents from the surrounding flats while they dealt with the situation. Four appliances were there and they worked hard to extinguish the blaze. They quickly realised that somebody was in the flat and they reached Gary who was rescued from the fire and rushed to the nearby hospital in a serious condition. But despite the specialist's best efforts, Gary died just two days later of his injuries. His body was covered in 60% burns. Gary was just 54 when he died. Police made it public knowledge a few days later that they'd made an arrest and social media soon exposed Ryan as the culprit. Meanwhile, hundreds of tributes came in for Gary. Such a loss to the local community. One family member said he was a nice guy, a quiet guy, who would have done anything for anyone. We are truly devastated. When he was interviewed, Ryan, initially claimed to police, 
to have been elsewhere at the time the fire broke out. He then came up with a whole string of almost bizarre lies in a desperate attempt to avoid being charged. But this sort of information when you've committed this sort of crime is hard to keep to yourself as we've had so many times on this podcast. People often want to talk to someone about what they have done. And it was the same with Ryan, who eventually admitted what had happened to his fiancée Rona. It's unclear how he expected her to react. But when she didn't tell him, I guess, what he wanted to hear and give him sympathy and maybe praise for defending her honour, Ryan then turned on her with threats to burn down her flat too if she told anyone what he had confessed. He said, if you grass, I will drag you into it. Just don't grass on me. Rona was so traumatised about the knowledge she had of her fiancé hitting Gary and starting two fires that she feared for the safety of herself and her three children. Rona went to the police and told them everything. They made a plan where Rona would speak on the phone to Ryan about the fire so detectives could overhear his confession. Rona asked him outright to trick him. She said, you murdered him. And Ryan replied, yes, I did. We can add the phone to CCTV as one of Ryan's many black spots. And talking of CCTV, this was checked from the area and it clearly showed Ryan had indeed been in the area at the time the blaze started and had not been elsewhere, as he had previously told the police. When dragged back to his favourite haunt in Vanessa Sheriff Court, Ryan Brandy didn't make a plea as he was subjected to extra examination and remanded in custody. He then stood trial for murder, facing a separate charge for assaulting Rona and making threats to burn down her flat if she went to the police in connection with the alleged murder. Astoundingly and surprisingly, Ryan pleaded not guilty at the High Court in Glasgow. But he was of course quickly found guilty of all charges, with the prosecution branding his claims to be I swear at the time as simply ridiculous. The judge told him the killing was vicious and hateful. He said, He was a man who had done you no harm. He presented no threat to you. For no reason, you assaulted him by striking him with his walking stick. This rendered him even more infirm and unable to escape. You set two small fires in his small flat, one in the bedroom and one close to where he was lying in the living room. The death must have been painful and horrific. Jurors heard how during the trial, Brandy claimed to anyone who was willing to listen that he would get 17 years for the crime. But the judge was well aware of this. And imposing the life sentence, he said, I will set the punishment part at 19 years not the 17 years as you thought. Senior investigating officer, Detective Inspector Eddie Ross said, Gary Gallagly was a vulnerable man who did nothing to deserve his brutal and savage death at the hands of Ryan Brandy. Brandy's actions which led to his death and his subsequent efforts to avoid taking responsibility afterwards were both reckless and wicked. It is right that he will face the consequences of his horrendous behaviour. Whilst nothing can change what happened, I hope this conviction can bring some form of closure to Mr Gallagher's family. Nader thought that Ryan Brandy's brother Kyle Brandy may have been shot by his brother's actions and maybe rethought his life plan, but alas no. On the 20th of September 2018, a mere five months after the arrest of his brother, Kyle was in trouble again. Brandy was at his girlfriend's flat in Inverness when 20-year-old Rhys Irwin a former partner of Carl's girlfriend turned up with a pal and an argument ensued. 
The argument, as was so often the case with the Brandy brothers, turned into a physical fight and got so out of hand that the police had to be called. As they arrived, police officers saw Kyle Brandy punch Reese Irwin on the head, leaving him with a cut cheek and swollen face, and then Kyle made his escape into another flat. As police headed up to the flats, they followed a trail of blood leading from his girlfriend's flat to another, which led them to Carl Brandy, whose knuckles were still smothered in Reese Irwin's blood. At the Inverness Sheriff Court, yep, here again, Carl Brandy's defence solicitor stated that Reese Irwin had previously been in a relationship with a woman and turned up at the flat with another man and both were under the influence of something. He was agitated that my client was present and there was a disturbance. Kyle was sentenced to 45 hours of unpaid community work after admitting to the assault, receiving a lesser sentence, as it was accepted that he committed the offence under provocation. And taking the story right up to the present day, Ryan is still in prison, and more recently, Kyle, I noticed, was on the court listings to take place on the 4th of May 2020 online due to the current coronavirus situation. The story of the Brandy Crime Brothers continues it seems. So what do you make of what we've heard today? The murder of Gary was I think a particularly nasty and cowardly attack don't you? I think it's particularly difficult to have any sympathy at all for Ryan but I do have sympathy with all those who've come into contact with the brothers and those like them. It amazes me in this story and in others we've looked at on this podcast that so many disagreements result in violence. Why is this? Is it a lack of social or interpersonal skills, or just the way things are done in some mini-cultures? It's hard to know, but of course when violence is involved, the stakes are ratcheted up significantly, and inevitably the consequences have the capacity to be devastating for the victims of the violence, and also the families of those committing it. Just spare a moment to think of Ryan's wider family, his children, they're all serving their own sentences too. Thank you for listening to this episode of the UK True Crime Podcast. To discuss this story or any other aspect of UK True Crime, please join over 34,000 of us at the UK True Crime Facebook group. And to support the show, head to patreon.com slash UKTrueCrime to enjoy 42 bonus episodes, all the stats about this podcast, a live show on Monday followed by Q&A, and the patron-only Facebook group. What is there not to like? Just head to patreon.com forward slash UK True Crime. So that's all for me for today. So until we speak again next week, take it easy, despite all the others, and most of all, do stay classy. <laughs>